The Natural Man Podcast. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Natural Man Podcast. I'm your host, Mike C. And today we're going to talk about sleep once again. Sleep medicine's a big issue that we cover on this podcast. We just recently had an episode with Dr. Stasha Gomanak, who's a world-renowned researcher on sleep medicine and helping people overcome insomnia. And so we wanted to dive into that a little bit more today. And so today we're going to give you seven reasons you might not be sleeping well. I'm flying solo today. We're going to uncover some research that I'll be happy to share in the show notes. This is obviously not a complete list. There are likely numerous reasons people have sleep issues that we couldn't possibly cover in a single episode. Um, But we did want to share some common ones based on our own research and past guests who have been a valuable contribution to this podcast, namely Dr. Stasha Gomanak from Right Sleep. Wanted to give her a big shout out. She's awesome. So let's get into it. The first reason you may not be sleeping is caffeine intake. Some of you may know this already, but in case you didn't, consuming caffeine of any kind too late in the day can have an undesirable waking effect on your body and prevent it from being able to sleep. And some people actually take longer to process any kind of caffeine than others. And for those people, it's best to not consume it up to 12 hours before bedtime. So maybe a little something after breakfast, but it's not something you want to be having later in the day because your body still might be breaking breaking it down. They're uh, slow metabolizers of caffeine. Not everybody's like that, but there are a certain group of people that do process caffeine more slowly. And so it's going to have that waking effect on your body. You have to be careful with that. Um, it's not the usual four to five hours that other people um, experience. And trying to eliminate those foods, or in the case of coffee and tea, um, is an option. You can do decaf. So that's something. There's still some caffeine in decaf, but a lot less. And so it should be less significant on sleep. I know not everybody likes to hear that, uh, you know, but we all need our sleep and it's best for us to make sleep and the quality of our sleep a priority. Your body will thank you. Another reason you might not be sleeping, stress. This one impacts people in different ways. Some people can still sleep surprisingly well, even under extreme stress, but we're not all so lucky. Cortisol is a stress hormone that's released by your adrenal glands and cortisol has a cycle. It's supposed to peak in the a.m. after waking, and then it slowly tapers through the day. And so it should gradually taper down to lower levels as evening approaches. But sometimes our cortisol can get out of balance and still be high in the evening. And this is very common in adrenal fatigue. You can ask any naturopathic doctor this. High evening cortisol has a waking effect that can keep you up into the wee hours of the morning. So it's important to have your cortisol in balance. You can check your cortisol levels using a saliva test. It costs more than insurance uh, usually covers, which is just the blood test. Uh, The saliva test is taken four times a day and it measures your cortisol cycle uh, much better than doing the standard blood test for cortisol. And that's only because the blood test for cortisol is just a snapshot in time. It's a one and done test. You can't track your cycle throughout the day because it's just a single blood draw. And depending on the time of day, it's going to have differentiation in the results. So a test in the morning will differ from a test in the afternoon and you'll have no way of really tracking fluctuations. So um, it's better to do the saliva test. It does cost a little bit more, but when you are testing for cortisol, uh, you want to track that cycle over like a 12-hour period starting in the morning, midday 
day and into the evening hours, and the saliva test usually requires four samples throughout the day. You can reach out to us if you want to get more info on that, and uh, we can suggest some tests that you can try. Uh, That's a lot more helpful than a single blood draw. Another reason you might not be sleeping well, taking a nutritional supplement that can alter your brain chemistry. This can be a tougher one to nail down because there are so many supplements that people take these days. And just because they're nutritional supplements and, uh, you know, you might have read online somewhere that they're healthy, it doesn't mean they come without side effects. Case in point, when I spoke to Dr. Gomenak in a past episode, I shared my berberine story. And some of you reached out and we appreciate your feedback. And uh, you were on berberine as well. And Berberine can increase norepinephrine levels in the brain, and that's bad for sleep because increased norepinephrine levels in the brain will produce a waking effect, and you don't want that at night when you're trying to get to sleep. It doesn't mean that berberine will keep everybody awake. It affects people in different ways, and it does have a lot of benefits depending on why you're taking it. Um, But I've also noticed methylated B vitamin complex too late in the day also prevents my sleep. So in the case of B vitamins, they are essential for sleep, but... Uh, some, like myself, taking them at the wrong time of day can create issues with sleep. So I have to take those things in the morning. So for the biohackers out there, I know some of y'all are listening. Um, there's a lot of you. Pay attention because everything you're taking can have a different effect on you. And take notice when it impacts your sleep, especially if you're trying something new. You want to make sure you're adjusting when you take your supplements to the proper doses and make sure it's not keeping you up at night. Another reason you might not be sleeping, gut issues. This is a big one today. Gut health has become a primary focus in holistic medicine these days and for good reason. So if your gut health is less than optimal, sleep issues can develop over time. And this is often in the form of bacterial overgrowth. Too much of the bad guys, not enough of the good guys. You want to have that healthy balance and a diet high and refined Uh, and processed foods, high sugar, high carb diets can all contribute to poor gut health. And so you want to take steps to correct any imbalance in your, your gut microbiome. Those are the bugs that you got in your gut that are supposed to be there and make sure you don't have too many of the undesirable kind, um, and more of the good guys. You want to have that proper balance. You want your gut healthy and working as optimally as you can, because this will impact sleep for a large number of people. And it's, Um, More important to note even is what comes with gut health is serotonin. Serotonin is a very important neurotransmitter that regulates mood. But not only that, low serotonin can lead to mood disorders, things like depression. And these kinds of mood disorders can lead to sleep issues. And another important note, serotonin is a precursor to melatonin, which is released during the evening hours. And it uses serotonin as a precursor. So if you're low on serotonin, there is a chance you might be low on melatonin and that will almost certainly impact the quality of your sleep. So make a note of that. Another reason you might not be sleeping at night, your light environment. We've talked about this a lot in past episodes. Uh, We live in a modern age where there's artificial light all around us. Human innovation has brought us this marvelous gift of household electricity in many countries around the world, like the US and Canada, but there are some drawbacks. Before the power grid, humans were naturally in lower light levels after the sun went down and the primary light source before electricity was fire fire has a much warmer hue than the harsh blue light that we all stare at today when we're looking at our phones tablets and tvs and those are a lot higher in the blue light frequencies that can mess with our brain's chemistry sending the wrong light signals to our brain and the reason they mess it up is because the screens emit that more harsh blue light that less resembles um natural light 
And even more importantly, that bright, bright brightness may send a signal to your brain that it's high noon when it's really eight or nine o'clock at night. And that's, it's not exactly like outdoor light as outdoor light has that more full natural balance spectrum over artificial light. But those screens do emit enough to trick out our brains to make us think it's high noon when it's 9 p.m. And that's a problem because if our brain thinks it's noon, it's going to shut off that internal melatonin valve, which promotes sleep onset. You'll suppress that release of melatonin. and Your body will believe it's daytime and that it should be awake. And you can think of it as a hose that releases melatonin and signals to your body that it's time to sleep. Too much of that artificial light at night is like stepping on that hose and stopping that flow of melatonin and then your brain lacks the signal that it needs uh, to get to sleep and you're going to be up half the night. I've experienced this. So make it a rule after sunset to lower the house lights, dim the lamps, lower the indoor light environment uh, so you can keep that healthy melatonin release flowing so you can get to sleep more comfortably without tossing and turning and staring at the ceiling half the night. Um, if you live with other people who need the lights on at night. You can always buy blue blocking glasses. My personal favorite of the ones I use at night are the Uvex brand, uh, U-V-E-X. And you can find those on Amazon and they work great. Check out the link in the show notes if you want to look at them. I'll leave a link there for you to look at. They're not a sponsor of The Natural Man. Um, I just really like their products and want to give them a plug because... Uh, those particular blue blocking glasses work great for me. The way they're framed, um, they're almost like a visor. They go around your eyes and there's even like a, a little side panel. So it blocks a lot of that blue light that you don't want getting into your eyes at night. Another reason you might not be sleeping, low melatonin. We touched on that earlier. You may be low on melatonin, but before you jump to melatonin supplements, consider increasing your morning sunlight exposure. Uh, when you get that natural outdoor light from the sun around sunrise, those natural light frequencies actually stimulate the natural production of melatonin in the brain. We don't make it at night. We actually make it in the morning. And we've talked about this in the past. That natural early AM light helps to maintain a normal circadian rhythm. Um, you know, we just talked about how unnatural artificial light in the evening can take your circadian rhythm out of balance. Well, early morning sunlight does the exact opposite. That's the way nature intended it. It actually helps you maintain a normal circadian rhythm by exposing our eyes to early AM sunlight, uh, which not only stimulates melatonin production in the brain, but it also elevates cortisol at the right time in the morning. So you can be more alert, you can think more clearly, and you can focus throughout the day. I've even noticed if I have a poor night's sleep and I do get out and get some sunlight, it actually wakes me up and I feel better and I'm a little more alert throughout the day. You want that that cortisol spike in the morning and then let it gradually taper as the day progresses like we talked about earlier. You want to avoid those cortisol spikes in the evening or you're not going to have a very good night's sleep. It's also important to note that cortisol and melatonin have a very important and symbiotic relationship. When one is high, the other should be low and vice versa. And when that balance is affected, it can hinder optimal sleep. For example, you won't be able to sleep if your melatonin is low. And on the other side, cortisol begins to elevate in the morning hours, which causes you to be more awake and alert to start your day. So having these two hormones imbalanced by exposing our eyes to early AM sunlight, 
uh, which not only stimulates melatonin production in the brain, but it also elevates cortisol at the right time in the morning. So you can be more alert, you can think more clearly, and you can focus throughout the day. I've even noticed if I have a poor night's sleep and I do get out and get some sunlight, it actually wakes me up and I feel better and I'm a little more alert throughout the day. You want that cortisol spike in the morning and then let it gradually taper as the day progresses, like we talked about earlier. You want to avoid those cortisol spikes spikes in the evening or you're not going to have a very good night's sleep. It's also important to note that cortisol and melatonin have a very important and symbiotic relationship. When one is high, the other should be low and vice versa. And when that balance is affected, it can hinder optimal sleep. For example, you won't be able to sleep if your melatonin is low. And on the other side, cortisol begins to elevate in the morning hours, which causes you to be more awake and alert to start your day. So having these two hormones in balance is absolutely essential in order to have a good night's sleep. And the last factor that might be keeping you from getting a good night's sleep is alcohol. Alcohol has negative impacts on sleep and though it acts as a short-term sedative when you first drink it you can get kind of sleepy and you might want to just nod off especially people who consume larger quantities you know you kind of pass out it's not really a healthy way to get to sleep. Um, it's not something that's good to have a lot of before you're trying to go to sleep and there's a lot of research out there that shows how alcohol actually reduces sleep quality. It can disrupt circadian rhythm. It often leads to shorter sleep duration. It can create REM sleep disturbances. That's that rapid eye movement uh, stage of sleep that's vital for our sleep cycle if we're all going to want to thrive. And so, um, you know, you got to watch your alcohol intake before you go to bed, especially if you're having sleep issues. It also causes frequent urination. So you may find yourself going to the bathroom more on the nights you drink. And of course, you wake up when you go to the bathroom. So also not very helpful if you're trying to get a good night's sleep. And all things that we mentioned today are important in trying to get a restful night's sleep. Like I said before, there's other reasons. We can't cover it all in a single podcast, but that's a good place to start if you're having sleep issues. Well, thanks for being here. We're going to wrap this episode up. Hit us up on naturalmanpodcast.com to check out our other episodes. We're also on Instagram and we're also on TikTok and subscribe to us. We're also on YouTube. If you're watching this video, you can see me on YouTube. So uh, thanks for being here. I'm Mike C. And until next time, stay healthy. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. 
Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.